We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another victory pod. This one a little special one. because it's episode 100 of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along as usual with my good buddy Dan. Dan, tell me what is going on, my friend. Wow, episode 100. That's almost two years of this nonsense, bro. That's uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, I gotta tell you, what's going on? is that SKC still sits six points out of the playoff line. We're making a run at it, man. We're going for it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got a lot of questions this week asking um, sort of what are the chances of Sporting KC making a playoff run. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, some results went Sporting KC's way. Other results did not quite go Sporting KC's way this week. So we'll uh, we'll have to dive in and out of all of that. But first... We did get a review this week, so uh, I don't know, man. You oh, want to take the review and, and go ahead and, and read it? Sure do. Uh, it's titled Great Show by Kid Inc. 775, which I don't know if you know the rapper Kid Inc., but I'm assuming that's who it is. Um, I do not. Love him. <laughs> uh, great show. Love to listen on game day to get ready for the match. Any chance we get a no other pod and BS the podcast crossover? Benny and Sal and Ike are hilarious and would make great guests. I agree, man. I agree. We've you know we we've tried to get people on. We we do our uh, we're doing our best and trying to make things work and get the logistics of things. But how badass would that be? Oh, that'd be awesome. Be so cool. And yes, we as Dan mentioned, we are trying to get players on. Um, we're we're working on that. Hopefully, we'll have something here in the future. Would be pretty cool to get both Benny and Ike on at the same time. Um, do a little crossover. Um, bombard them bananas. on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> tell tell them piss to, them uh, off till they have to come. Yeah, that's right. Tell them to to listen to our pod and to uh to come on and to bring Johnny with them because Johnny apparently wants to get on uh the BS the podcast as well. So <laughs> good good times, dude. Hey, thanks for the review though, man I, or lady. I don't know, Kid Ink. I love it. It's uh yeah. it's always cool to get love and we show love to you guys. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't given us a rating or review, please do so. But if you have, as Dan said, thank you so much. Um, 
you know, we, we, we've gone 100 episodes. I don't know that we imagined we'd get to 100 episodes when we started this. We didn't quite know where it would go, uh, but here we are. Yeah, So, just kind of a fun thing. Yeah, definitely couldn't have done it without each and every one of you out there. So thank you so much. Here's to 100 more. Let's see where this thing goes. Rock and so. roll, man. Hey, where do uh, where do we stand with the whole uh, uh, MLS anti-fascism thing? How how's that whole thing going? Uh, well, so funny you mentioned Portland and Seattle during their rivalry game, which is pretty much the league's biggest rivalry game. Um, the Timbers Army and Emerald City supporters uh, both decided that neither one of them were going to cheer for the first 33 minutes of the match in protest, and then at the 33rd minute, they all raised their uh, banners and their flags and started cheering and singing um, a a chant at least the timbers army started singing a chant to the tune of an anti-fascist song and a bunch of their flags and the emerald city supporters flags all had the iron front logo on it those three uh three downward arrows um so nobody got kicked out i think the league just is continuing to make more and more mistakes by bringing more attention to this um so I do, uh, I do know that, you know, again, shout out to uh, the Fountain City Ultras because they had that anti-homophobia, anti-transphobia, anti-sexism, anti-racism, anti-fascism, uh, SKC is anti-hate uh, TIFO that they made a few weeks ago that the Cauldron raised. Um, apparently, they did want to have the Iron Front logo on that TIFO, but the front office of Sporting KC said no. So, you know, small victories here Dude. and there. Step backward other places, but... Sporting KC said no? Yeah. So... Dude, that's uh, it's weird. You, how are you going to control that? I, I just... You you want to control what's on a sign, but you, you can't control what's out of people's mouths? I mean, do you know the kind of garbage and trash that comes out of people's mouths at these games? I mean, it is oh, not okay. They're talking and, out of both and, sides of their mouths. How about Merritt Paulson, though, dude, supposedly oh, man. T- uh, yelling at the Timber supporters saying you're the reason we lost or whatever? Yep. And uh, didn't really deny it in his non-apology apology. No. Did, Basically, you, did you see someone else posted a, like a, an email, though, and Merritt Paulson forwarded on to a, to a guy but, abs- but absolutely kept this guy uh, yeah. CC'd or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Basically what the hell? Who, who the f is this guy? Mayor Paulson is not <laughs> not doing himself any favors. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if I've ever seen the guy, but he sounds like I want to hit him in the face. Oh, you do. He's with the, I don't know large spoon. I don't know if you ever um, if you ever saw Merritt Paulson do this before, but he's the guy who would tweet things at people, leave them up for about ten minutes, if that, and then delete them. And it's just, like, it's the most, like, chicken shit thing you can do. Like, if you're going to tweet something, then do it. Don't, like, tweet something, say something rash, and then a few minutes later delete it after the person saw it, but you don't want record of it anywhere. Like, come on now. It's so dumb. Yeah, for real. But I Interesting. Don't know. Well, I just wanted to touch on that real fast. I know that's one of the biggest things going on in the league. And uh, Extra Time Radio didn't really touch on it till the very end. They were like, oh, if you want to read about it, go read about it. But I mean, come on! They can't talk about it either. They can't. They can't give that the time of day. I'm sure they have pretty much a gag order uh, on themselves from the league because yeah, the league doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to do anything about it. Um, 
Sounder at Heart, well, which is an S- SB then don't Nation do anything. Site. Well, then don't do anything about anything. If you're just yeah. going to be a soccer well, podcast, the then don't mention anything when something uh, happens that you don't agree with. That's the thing. Sounder at Heart, which is an SB Nation site that covers the Sounders, um, they did a, a pretty extensive interview with Stephen Fry after the game in which he was basically saying that he's you know fully supporting um, the fans and, and thinks that you know, part of being an American, and he is now an American citizen, but part of being an American is standing for, uh, you know, things like freedom and uh, freedom of speech, um, standing against things like fascism, against hate, against uh, um, inequality for LGBTQ people. So it's a pretty interesting uh, article, um, and, and the players are mostly behind it. Zarek Valentin for the Portland Timbers showed up to the game wearing the Iron Front logo on his shirt. So I'm just... That's it's pretty wonderful. weird. The, the the league stepped in it, and because they stepped in it so much on their premier rivalry game on a national television broadcast, the commentators had to talk about it. They had to explain why the Timbers Army, probably the fan base known for cheering perhaps the loudest in the league, was standing there dead silent, not cheering for 33 minutes. And so they had to talk about it, and I'm sure that's not what the league wanted. But hmm. here we are. So Well, now that we got that out of the way, you don't have that to look forward to at the end of our podcast, as we were probably going to talk about it. But now yeah, we can, it, uh, now we can talk about this sweet, sweet game, man. This this nicest rivalry in the world. Let's jump into this. Yeah, the the, the nicest rivalry in sports. Um, oh, hey, Minnesota. Did you see what yes. Sporting posted today? Mm, I did not. It was, we are it was a behind the Tuesday. shield. Yeah, yeah, it was behind the shield, and it starts off with like. Oh yeah, you know they're calling it the nicest rivalry in sports, and then it shows Ikopara throwing down Daniel Shallowy, and then it's like, <laughs> then it goes back to a fan saying, "Yeah, they're really great people. They're the nicest. It's the nicest rivalry in sports." And then it shows Eric Hurtado talking trash to a guy on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, once these, I mean, these guys, they're friends, but they're they're competitors, they're athletes. Once they get out there, that you know, they're they're uh, they're talking a little smack, and it's all fun and games, but you know. I'm not surprised. Um, Ike, <laughs> so good. Ike, Ike did get a, a pretty good ovation uh, when he was announced in the starting lineup. He also got a pretty good cheer from uh, those who were in the cauldron when he went out to do a pregame interview with uh, Benny Failhaber. And I heard he even jumped into the cauldron to like greet some fans. So he did just to like see a kid or something, and then uh, then he threw down Daniel Shallowy and did not get much of an ovation. <laughs> No, he, there were some boos at that point. And, and, you know, I don't know that it was booing Ike per se, but booing the, the, the non-call. Oh, I was. Um, <laughs> he and Roger, did you see, they, they swapped jerseys at halftime, which I've never seen yes. before. Why'd they do that? So he just brought, you know, he had, he had another jersey that he also swapped with Zussi at the end. Yeah, I think they usually actually change jerseys at halftime because they're so damn sweaty. Um, yeah, true. But, but I don't think yeah. they normally give away both jerseys. They do not. No, I think this was definitely a special thing. Um, he probably had free reign to do it since it's his old club and his old stomping grounds. I get it. Yeah. And, you know, he and Peter looked like they talked and had a nice time. I think, you know, any hard feelings at this point are, are probably gone. Um, but it was weird. It was weird seeing Ike on that field in another team's shirt. And I didn't love it. But Was it, it another team's shirt? See, see, they have the same color. So I'm just like, I don't know who's playing <laughs> who out here. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, Is that NYCFC? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this this was an interesting one. Um, you know, 
not the least of which because we ha- we had a very strange lineup graphic tweeted out from Sporting KC. Suddenly right. we are doing uh, um, our numeric order list graphics. We're not actually tweeting out the formation anymore. Um, that was weird. I didn't understand that. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, so I jokingly asked someone from the club we were coming up in an elevator i went down before the game to say hi to a friend from high school who was there coming back up the elevator to the press box with with one of the people in sporting's uh, communications department and uh i asked i was like you know so what's uh what's the story with the new lineup graphic and i and it kind of laughed like half jokingly but seeing if he'd give me anything and he kind of rolled his eyes and he was like man what is it a slow news day today and then just didn't say anything else and i was like oh maybe i maybe i touched on something here that i, I didn't even realize i touched on holy um, cow no, it's not a slow news day. We just noticed that someone's being lazy with the graphic. Well, and then I haven't heard anything officially, but based on some other things that I heard through some channels um, and based on Peter's responses over the last couple of, of post-game press conferences where he refuses to get into any sort of tactics, um, my hypothesis, and this has not been confirmed by the club in any sort of way, and no one has told me this. This is just me trying to put some dots together. I think this was a directive from Peter Vermees. I think Peter went Mike Petke on people and said, we're not going to give our formation because we don't want to give anything away tactically. Because well, I guess think he's what, changing Peter, up some tactics. You've been, doing, you've been doing the same formation for 27 years here, so uh, guess what? We know what formation you're doing. <laughs> well, what's interesting is the team sheet from the last two games and – if you look at the um, MLSsoccer.com lineup graphic, they have it listed as a 4-1-4-1 instead of the normal 4-3-3. Now, the formation is essentially, it can play on the field typically still as a 4-3-3. The, the personnel is the same. All, all that needs to happen is Shallowy and Russell push up like they normally would. But it does make me wonder if Peter's trying to, to do some things in the background tactically that are maybe a little different, and he just wants as little information out there as possible. So. Well, it's interesting since you're making all these hypotheses now and you're trying to get to the bottom of things. I like your little hypothesis because uh, weren't you supposed to run social for Major League Soccer that night? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I was. I'm pretty sure I've been blacklisted by the league. Um, Jimmy has been blacklisted. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's real life. Yeah, that is, that is my other hypothesis. I mean, look, I, I, I knew that there's a risk of this when I tweet some of the oh, things I God. do. I've never said anything unprofessional at the league. I've never tagged the league in anything, but I was going to do freelance social for the league. And then you've never tagged you know, them. You surely you've tagged them in something. I I try not to tag them when I'm like ranting against them. I have no problem mentioning like saying MLS, but I I don't like you know really? the person who runs. You don't think per, you've well, said MLS be better? I'm sure I have. I don't think I've said at MLS because the person no. who runs their social media. I used to, I've run social for for brands before, like. You have very little power. It is not your decision to these. Like I'm sure whoever runs MLS Social, like they're not the ones that are deciding we're going to ban the Iron Front flag. It, it is it is way above them. So I'm not trying to make their job right. worse. But you know, I when when these things are going on with the Timbers, I talk what about how the the league has has royally screwed this up. And and you know, the day before I'm supposed to do a social for the league, I get a, a text from them. They're like, hey last minute change we no longer need your assistance and i'm thinking oh that just means they don't need social anymore at the game no they did they no. just got someone else to do it who'd never done they it got before. our girl I'm they sure got our girl Allie to do it man yeah and she did great so more power to her um i just Which, thought it was funny congrats to Allie too by the way 
yeah, I just thought it was funny. And so that's my tinfoil hat, which, uh, you know, I, my, my theory is they saw my tweets because some of them were getting traction and someone was like, yeah, don't, uh, don't let, don't give that guy the password to our account with 3.2 million followers. So <laughs> probably I don't know not. If they thought yeah. I was just going to get out there and just start tweeting out iron front logos from MLS, which I obviously would not do. I would be very professional. I always have been, but <laughs> that's my working theory. So I loved it. I loved it. I was like, how do you know this? And you're you're like, I just know. I just know. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't like even, you don't. I wasn't even that mad. I just, I mean, it's a little, the timing's a little weird. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. I'm just putting oh some God. dots together. It's like so. being young or in college or whatever. Why hasn't she called me? I just know she's with someone else. I just know it. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. So, uh, But yeah, dude, they got Allie Trost to do it. And congrats to her on the new uh, 810 Sports Radio job, man. That's a good little addition for them. Yeah, very cool. She's gonna be on. She was on the Sporting KC show, I think, uh, Tuesday with, with Nate and, and right. our boy Carter. So, And she's, uh, um, she's expressed interest to come on here, I think. Am I mistaken on that? No, I'm sure she would, yeah. Um, she's from St. Louis, not, so she'd then... be a, a great person to talk to about uh, St. Louis FC and, and what they might do. So um, we'd love there to have Allie on uh, any time. Um, but, yeah, so I did I did not get to do social for this game. But it's okay. I was up in the press box. It's all good. Um, <laughs> You're up in the press box <laughs> licking your wounds because you've been blacklisted, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that there is, like, a wanted poster of me up in Don Garber's office. That's just like, oh God. if seen, like escort from premises immediately. Um, <laughs> and then I just seen. have to come back in like a fake mustache and like a hat, like try to sneak You're in. You're like, so. fake mustache. <laughs> hmm. I'd like to run your Instagram, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It, Like I said, this is all just me having a little fun with it. But anyway. <laughs> I was dying. And I was like, well, you're not wrong. You do get a little political on Twitter sometimes. It's okay. I do. You know, and that's, you know what? It's fine. Um, I knew that if I'm critical of the league, then, you know, that there's a chance that they'll see it and not want me to run their social. And that's fine. Whatever. That's I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull any punches just because I get to run social for them like twice a year. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get you, we'll get you back in, dude. This is one of our, uh, it's another one of our Encyclopedia Brown mysteries. <laughs> yeah we did if get you a uh got another email from natasha email. yeah yeah she's uh she's kept a running tab of uh of apparently all of our uh mysteries that we've mentioned um can i read those real quick it'd be hilarious to revisit those yeah we are gonna get to the game i promise here but yeah let's yeah. Uh, let's go Don't through some it. of this it was a one game week we'll be fine <laughs> so check this out encyclopedia brown mysteries why was Kevin Ellis fired? Why did Ilya always wear long sleeves? Why did Kai Kamara go after Johnny Russell? Is anyone on the team secretly a dick? Does Botan Barat have hair? And then there's a new entry. What's going on with Johan Kraze? And uh, <laughs> I'm dying, by the way, because she actually <laughs> she actually like chronicled those out. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, and, and now the latest also, one is, has Don Garber blackballed Jimmy. Has so. yeah, has Don Garber just ostracized Jimmy? Also, she did make my voice her ringtone, which is like super creepy, but also like super badass. So yeah, it, it's uh, hilarious. It, she, she goes, it, "P.S. I really did make 
Dan saying, shut the hell up, Taylor, my ringtone. So uh, she said she got a call during her her last meeting, and it it rang out loud, (laughs) and uh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) People around her must just be like, who's Taylor? And who is that man that sounds very angry? (laughs) Why, Why does Taylor need to shut the hell up? Oh, man. Um, I love these emails, people. If you guys ever want to email us, knowthepot at gmail.com. But, dude, touch on that Johan thing real quick, man. We got some insider info, possibly. Well, we got we got some conflicting stories here, and I'm not going to say who told me what or, or where they got it, right. obviously, because we got Speculation. to protect the, the sources. But, um, you know, I, I have I have one, one source telling me that they were told from someone connected with the club that Johan had requested to not play anymore. And that he, what? they're actively looking to shop him. Um, so that's interesting. And then I heard from someone else who said they heard from someone at the club that Johan is on Peter's shit list, and that's why he's not playing and he's not even training with the team. Uh, which I know those the last two... part he has been training with the team somewhat, but I mean those are, those are apparently two different two different people have mentioned that they've heard from people connected with the club two very different stories. So. Who knows? That's insane. I don't... You know what? I'm going to text my person at the club right now, and I'm not even going to tell you who it is because I'm not even going to sell them out like that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the bottom of this, guys. I am I'm putting on the hat, and I'm going to find Carmen Sandiego. I think the common thread here is that Johan is probably done with Sporting KC because whether it's Johan requested or, or Peter it, did it on his own... The, the commonality between those very different stories is that Johan is not playing and probably won't ever play again for Sporting Casey. So there we go. Um, That's interesting. I mean, but yes, he's, he's practicing and I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I do want to say I, I'm going to go ahead and blame Daniel Goodwin, one of our uh, followers on Twitter, because he said he bought a Johan jersey this year and the last Sporting K jersey he bought was Dom and Dom was gone in the very next transfer window. So then he buy Daniel Goodwin buys a Johan jersey this year, and now Johan's probably gone in, in the next transfer window. So basically, Daniel wow. stopped buying jerseys. Or buy a Fontas jersey. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, put your own name on there or something. What the heck? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. We got all sorts of mysteries. This is, I mean, look, 100 episodes in, we, we've, I mean, we're, we've, we've basically got enough for a whole series of just mysteries. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal, man. Let's, let's unpack this game now. And then we'll, uh, you know, seeing as we did all the miscellaneous stuff first, we kind of went in reverse order this time. And that's my fault. I apologize, but it was fun. (laughs) We got some more questions to get to. We'll, we'll we'll do some more, but, um, yeah, the lineup, Eric Hurtado starting up top, not necessarily a surprise. Um, maybe a surprise. No, Ilya in the midfield again, second game in a row. Um, pretty much, uh, close to an unchanged 11 from the previous game um and yeah i don't know uh obviously minnesota did not have some of their best players um they had no kevin molino they had no ozzy alonzo um they had no um angelo rodriguez i almost blanked on his name uh darwin quintero was not starting but you know hey this is still the second place team in the west coming to town um and if you look at how the game went statistically, I mean, really, this was just a dominating performance by Sporting KC. 22 shots compared to 12. Granted, only five were on target apiece. 
61 to 39 percent possession it was fun from start to finish it was just fun yeah sporting like i didn't care if that game ended nil nil i was gonna be like oh my god this game was awesome and i and you don't say that about nil nils you really don't no um I mean, I would have cared because it would have pretty much killed any chance that we had of making the playoffs, which is already very small. Right. Um, but you know what I mean. As far as being a boring game, it was not. No, it was it was not at all a boring game. Um, Sporting KC definitely deserved the full three points in this one. Um, but, you know, honestly, the first real good chance either team got actually came from Minnesota in the 32nd minute um they they worked the way it was a bad giveaway from from roger in the middle of the field uh minnesota got the ball uh one minnesota player fired from distance tim dives to his left and and parries it away and i think it was mason toy um gets the rebound and he shoots it at tim almost point blank and tim is able to get his right hand on the rebound to keep it out and uh and that was a little bit scary because uh after all the good work that we had done in the first half an hour um Minnesota almost went up 1-0, but Tim did Tim things. So um, that was down at the south stand end, so I don't know if you got a good view of that or not. But that was that was probably the most scared that I was all game. Uh, yeah, no big time. Uh, Graham Zusi almost scored a few minutes later, down uh, kind of in front of you. He uh, um, had a strike on Vito Manone. Um, and, and Vito had to basically jump and just got a hand to it in the 37th minute tipped it over the bar into the cauldron but um Zussi didn't look bad in this game I don't think I don't know did you, I mean he's looked pretty bad a lot of the season but I thought he was fine-ish in this game I don't know did did no. you take notice of yeah. that absolutely and it was uh one thing this was an, uh, a team performance too here man like you, numerous people had shots on goal like damn near every player with the exception of like center backs had a shot on goal yeah, Not on Hurtado. Goal. I mean, you know what I mean? Shots. Shot. Yeah, Hurtado kept getting in a position to to take shots. I mean, he almost had a, a goal right before the half, and it was sort of the same run he was making over and over. But he kept getting in a position where he'd sort of run off of Ike's shoulder, just to the right of uh, of the six yard box, um, and someone would play a through ball to him, and then he'd have a shot. And they were all from tight angles. You know, Manon made a, a save right before half. Um, there was there was a similar save in the 59th minute where again um, Hurtado made made that same sort of run, got a through ball to him. Um, he just wasn't able to to get it past Manon again, just another tight window. But 88th minute when we all thought, okay, it's going to be a draw. That's probably it on the playoffs. Um, Hurtado makes that same sort of run, gets a ball from Johnny, just touches it around Vito Manon perfectly and then puts it right in the back of the net 1-0 sporting kc that's all she wrote game three point sporting kc so it's freaking awesome dude Hurtado was a workhorse and and i'm with i'm with chris here at our seats and he's uh he's saying like get Hurtado out of there and put namath in there and i said don't he's like namath's been good for us and i'm like since when since he last played in may or june or whenever it's been and and then Hurtado does that, and I said, suck it, Chris, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hurtado was making the type of runs that Namath doesn't make as much. Namath more gets the ball with his back to goal and then tries to, to do some stuff. Um, with Hurtado the ball gets feet. in behind the defense, and it's amazing. 
Yeah, and if you look at what Peter Vermees said about Hurtado after the game, he said, you know, the good thing about him is he's got an incredible work rate. He's very powerful. He causes a lot of problems. When you have two big guys like they do in the back and you have smaller guys like him that have a low center of gravity, it's hard at times for them to deal with a guy like him, and he's very explosive. He showed that on the goal he scored and a few other plays as well. Um, I mean, I think that's spot on. Like, he just, you know, they call him Muscle Hamster for a reason. He's small, but he's powerful. That dude is built. And uh, never knew what that able... meant. He was was able to to just not be pushed around um, by by the two large Minnesota center backs. And, and, you know, 88th minute is when he finally got the best of them. So, pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, Sporting KC still has a a ways to go. Um, 34 points. That's six game or six points out of uh the playoff spot um granted we do have a game in hand against fc dallas who are the team in seventh place right now but we only have seven games left man to make up six points it's a tall order i i i don't know um how are you feeling right now dude that's it's i mean no one said it was gonna be easy you know yeah it's gonna be tough we'll just have to you know it's 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 home stretch and that's uh, every every game counts right now i mean i know we say that every time but it's it's the truth i mean it it is essentially um to the point where yeah every single point matters um you know we have a, a bit of a rest until we play houston the houston dynamo at home on on saturday um and of course they're coming off a, a terrible 5-1 loss to their rivals, FC Dallas. They also had their yeah. coach fired a while ago. Um, was kind of hoping that they would have put the hurt on Dallas and uh, help us get a little closer to them, you know? Yeah, it would have been very nice if they could have at least had a draw against Dallas. Um, right. Nope. Instead, they, you know, the, the Dallas win and... Um, the Quakes getting some points really put a damper on our chances at making the playoffs. Um, this is this is going to be tough. I uh, I was looking at some American soccer analysis predictions, and um, they predict that the playoff uh, playoff cutoff line for the West will be around fifty points. That means we have to take sixteen of a possible twenty-one points over the next seven games. Not unheard Jesus. of, but very difficult. So, over the next I don't know. seven, yeah, sixteen points in seven games. That's uh, that's your math. That's yeah. That I mean, that's 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 what if you accept the fifty point sort of cutoff based on the projections, and yeah, we got to jump from thirty four points to fifty, and we only have seven games to do it. Holy shit, so, then you gotta right there you gotta get all wins and like two draws. Yeah. And not to to make matters worse, but Sporting KC will be without Johnny Russell, Botan Barat, and Christian Namath against Portland yeah. the Portland Timbers because they're all great? called up to their national teams. So this Terrible. is uh this one's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Um Couldn't have come at a I worse do, time. 
to lose Johnny like that. I mean, Botan and Christian hasn't haven't been playing, so it's like, okay, whatever, have a good time. But losing Johnny like that's going to hurt. Right. Graham Smith has been playing very well in the back over the last couple games. So Spirit animal. <laughs> Botan is a, a little bit less of a blow. Johnny Johnny sucks, though. And and you know what? That'll be the true test if uh, if Johan is really gone or not. Because if, if we get to that game and um, and Johan's not playing, then you know he would be the one to replace Johnny on the right wing. And if he's not, then he's gone. So no, no, Jersa will go right wing, and Daniel will be on left. Well, maybe we'll see. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough. So it's a weird mystery. We'll Let me see. get to the bottom of this. I mean, we, we still uh, we still have to play Houston, and then at the Timbers, at the Galaxy, home against uh, Colorado, at Minnesota, home against uh, Portland, and then at FC Dallas. So, I mean, the good news is we got six points on the table against the Timbers. We beat those two, or beat them twice. That's that's a good thing. We got three points on the table against FC Dallas. That's a good thing. Um, it's just gonna be tough. So, we'll see. I believe, man. I believe again. We did uh we did get some questions. Um you know, Christopher Rogers says 538 only gives SKC a 19% chance of the playoffs. Um and as of August 19th, uh American Soccer Analysis only gave Sporting KC a 13% chance of making the playoffs. Uh Wow. Doesn't that hurt? That hurts so much. It sucks, but man, I mean, honestly, I would say, you know, 20% chance. That's probably about right. It's going to take a lot of things to go right and a lot of things that are out of our control for us to make the playoffs. 20% feels about right. Um, is it possible? Yeah. Is it likely? No. So. And we still have a game in hand on Dallas, so that's not, you know, the end of the world. Hell, everything... Look how close everything is, by the way. I mean, the Galaxy are only at 42 points, and we have two games in hand on them. I mean, results go our way, and all of a sudden we could be in fourth place? I mean, that's insane to even think about. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm just hoping that maybe we even make the playoffs, but I don't know. Why did I say that? We're we're like eight points behind them. My bad. No, that's okay. Um, I said five, didn't I? That'd be nice. One of our listeners, Garrett, did ask if for some reason Sporting does backdoor our way into the playoffs, do you think the front office decides to forego the inevitable and push the rebuild one more season? Oh, Jesus. What do you think? I don't know. I don't. Is a rebuild happening? Is that what everyone is kind of agreeing on? I mean, if we don't make the playoffs, I think it has to. If we do make the playoffs, I think it, it has to at least start. The problem is we're, we're sort of hamstrung with some of these contracts. Uh, if you look at who's under contract for the next few years, um, some of the more problem players, you know, Johan, he's under contract for two more seasons. Um, well, excuse me, one more season. He's on under contract through 2020, so maybe they can move him. Um, Zussi's under contract for two more seasons through 2021. This is the biggest one, though. Andreu Fontes is under contract for three more seasons through 2022. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to move some of those pieces. But there are 
you know, Blue Testament, shout out to them. They did um, put up an article that was sort of breaking down who is going to be out of contract this year um, or, or who has an option. Um, those players include Rodney Wallace, um, Seth Sinovic, Jimmy Madronda, Zendejas, Gerso, Eric Dick, Graham Smith, Namath, Hurtado, Gideon Zalalem, Nico Hasler, and Benny Failhaber. So there is room for a lot of turnover. It's just, you know, the question is who who will stay and who will go. Um, oh, I don't know. It definitely won't be any shortage of off-season news, that's for sure. It could be a, a very exciting one. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it. I hope it doesn't happen sooner than we'd like it to. Right. So I think, you know, looking at these players that are that are going to be out of contract or, or have options, I think the clear, like Gerso, we've got an option for him next year. I think it's clear that you pick up his option. He's making about $550,000 this year. That's not crazy. He's a TAM player, but that's not crazy. He stays healthy. I think he's worth that. I would pick that up. Um, Graham Smith, I think. You pick up his option. He only made $57,000 this year. He's played well enough these last few games to get another shot, I think. Pick up his option. Um, but, like, Benny or Christian Namath? Do you th- I mean, what do you think? You think we decline those options? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't see how they fit in necessarily long-term. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how much... Uh... I don't know how much Benny really has left or how how many how much he wants to have left, you know. Yeah, and it's hard to get a read on somebody like Namath cuz Peter Vermees loved him so much when he got here and had such high hopes for him, and he's kind of just you know, fell off the map and hasn't really done much. Um so I don't know. I told you, man, it's, we all got uh, too hyped on Namath too fast. He was not the answer. Yeah, it's I mean, it's hard because it's not as easy as just, you know, there is some controversy around what Taylor Twelman said a couple weeks ago when ESPN was here or last week, whenever it was, when he's like, just go, you know, find a, a Joseph Martinez type player like Atlanta did. You know, it's not that simple. Sporting KC can't just go. There's not Joseph Martinez growing on trees out there where we just go find a 25 goal a year goal scorer. Um, but we got to do something. Like, it feels like we can't just keep saying year after year after year. Well, no striker will come here. Like, somebody somewhere has got to want a shot. And, uh, I don't know. I guess people smarter than me need to figure that out. But, (laughs) that's why I'm not a technical director. So, who knows? Um, Let's see. I mean, that goes, Tristan Jordan, she asked, in the coming postseason transfer window, would you prefer we find a veteran striker to help guide her title as he grows, a reliable center back, or a young, consistent midfielder. So what do you think? Out of those three, striker, center back, or young midfielder, what do you think is most important? Oh, God. What I think is most important is a striker, but what I think we'll probably do is a midfielder because we want all the midfielders, apparently. I feel like our method is if we take (laughs) all the midfielders, no one else can have any. So we're hoarding them over here. No, no, you can't have our midfielders. Get away from me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's kind of a bummer because it uh, it reminds me of sort of what my Premier League club Everton did the last couple of years. Is I felt like every person we signed in in the summer transfer window was just another midfielder, another midfielder, another midfielder, and that got us exactly like ninth place in the Premier League. So 
which is good enough for nothing, just purgatory, which is kind of yeah, worse boarding than Casey is right now. At least you're not watching the championship on uh, ESPN Plus or something. Yeah, or having your club literally liquidated and kicked out of their league because there's no money, which happened in League One to a, a couple teams this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> It'll be tough. I, I would like to say, yeah, uh, uh, we got to get a striker because Sporting KC have a lot of expected goals and we're just not finishing them, so we need a finisher, plain and simple. But um, another question from Cody. When do we think about replacing Zussi? This year he has not been at all peak fitness and seems to be giving away more balls and more balls. Um, teams seem to be taking him on more frequently, knowing this fact as well. Um, if Jalen Lindsay was healthy, you think we see more of Jalen Lindsay this year than we than you know even we saw of Hasler? What do you think? Say that again. Like Jalen Lindsay plays right back. I think he's the heir apparent to Graham Zussi. Let's say he never got hurt. I think we probably would have seen a lot more Jalen Lindsay at right back than Graham Zussi. So, I mean, do you think maybe as early as next year we might see Zussi start to get phased out a little more and a, a little bit more of Jalen Lindsay in, at right back? Maybe so. I mean, I don't know how much like stock value he has to like sell to another team or something. So, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's not like on football, you know, if someone's losing a step, you you know, move them over to special teams or something. <laughs> No, yeah, well, I mean, they they kind of already did that, to be honest with Zussi. Like, he was he was not quite what he was at winger before, so they moved him to right back, and that worked real well for about a season and a half. Um, Which is crazy, because I feel like he's doing more running and more work at right back than he was at up in the uh, offense. Yeah, especially because, uh, I mean, he, he pushes so far up that, you know, when he gets up there, he just can't... Uh, he can't recover and he can't get back and right. we don't have a center back like Ike who was so athletic and was able to cover I mean Fontas can't do that so it's uh well, I, I don't just kind of I mess. don't mind him over there I really don't I mean I know we've kind of we've kind of jumped all over him a while this this year but uh Luis Martins on the other side I definitely thought he had a baller game and I liked seeing him over there yeah, I mean it's it's just another person coming to try to take Seth's job, and I feel like we we do this all the time. He might. But he might take the job. He was he looked pretty damn good, man. Yeah, I mean you, they they made that. He was pro, I mean he was the biggest signing in in the summer transfer window, which he wasn't yeah. a huge signing, but he was just like about the only the one only we made. signing. Um, but yeah, I mean he might, he's definitely gonna stick around for a little bit, so we'll see. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you uh, do you have any predictions for this Houston game at all? That's oh coming my up? god, dude, it's gonna be rough, man. I think the forecast is calling for storms, so that's interesting. Rain can always change the game, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know, bro. I, I I I'd like to think we we stay hot and Houston stays cold, but but as of right now. Saturday, they're saying 50% storms, high of 76. Perfect soccer weather if the rain stays away, you know. And actually, even if it does rain, screw it, as long as the lightning stays away. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think we'll, I think we'll beat the Dynamo. Um, the Dynamo are kind of in a little bit of a crisis right now. I mean, Davey Arnaud, the, the former Sporting KC player, um, he's their interim coach because Wilmer Cabrera was That's fired. Right. Who was then subsequently hired by the Montreal Impact in a very weird 
sort of coaching swap, if you will. They literally fired their coach, Remy Guard, to hire Wilmer Cabrera, who is not the type of coach I would think that you need to immediately fire your coach for. But the Impact are just doing some weird things. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think we get a result. I think we win. Not just a result. So That is kind of weird that they would just hire that coach. I mean, it's... I don't know, man. It's like uh, uh, a girl just broke up with a dude and he, she cheated on him, but you're, you'll you'll gladly take her out. Like, what? No, she is a cheater. She's not a good, she's not a good coach. Why are you going to hire that coach? Well, and it's not even like Wilmer left, like resigned from the Dynamo to go coach the Impact. Like, he was literally no. fired because he was He got bad. fired. So they're just getting My, their, uh... the Dynamo sloppy seconds. You know, hey, hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Here we go. Yeah, my my all time favorite Wilmer Cabrera quote. He's, <laughs> well, this is this is my favorite thing Wilmer Cabrera has ever done or said. He said this a few uh, like a couple seasons ago, um, in a post game press conference. Um, he says, you know, you cannot have everything in life. Um, it's like having an airplane blanket. Do you cover your feet or do you cover your head? You cannot cover both. That is us. And he was trying to talk about how, like, you can't have good offense and have good defense. you got to have one or the other. So he was basically like, we're, we're like an airplane blanket. You, you can't cover your head and your feet. You have to pick one. I was like, I don't know. What are you talking about, Wilmer? Like, you what crazy the hell does that person. Mean? Yeah. So that's who uh, the Impact fired their coach for to hire. <laughs> um, cool. The man with the air, airplane blanket strategy. So, good one there. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to get to a, to another email that I think is pretty cool too. But I just wanted to, to note, you know, I, I, this doesn't mean much to me. But the Nashville has signed their first designated player. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Haney Mukhtar has uh, has joined from Danish side Brondby as uh, the first designated player for for uh, Nashville SC. Um, never heard of this dude. Don't know what he does. My favorite thing is all of these soccer fans, MLS writers on Twitter that are suddenly pretending like they're Danish Super League experts, um, being like, oh, this is going to be a great signing for Nashville. And I'm like, none of you ever heard of this guy before 10 minutes ago. Don't pretend you did. So <laughs> just kind of a, a little side note there. Um, but Joshua Zars sent kind of a fun email with some some uh, fun questions that I thought was was uh, a good one to mention. He says, "Greetings, gents! Congrats on episode number one hundred. Hoping this gets featured on that pod." Uh, I was wondering what you would both consider your best and worst moments on the pod, and along those same lines, what are your best and worst memories of SKC during your time during the pod? Um, oh man! So. Yeah, let's start with. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough to remember, but best and worst moments. Do you have a like a, a favorite moment from the pod, and and then maybe um, like a a worst moment that you can think of? Fa- I, my favorite moments are when I always kind of make you cringe and regret doing this podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like every week. About no, every week, I have a favorite <laughs> moment in there. Uh, it is. It's just kind of funny. It's not that I do it on purpose. I'm just being myself no. and sometimes i'm yeah. not quite politically correct and uh you, you you're not afraid to put me in my place and say that's not okay <laughs> uh, it's okay <laughs> my wife does it too so i basically have two wives <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's the first time i've ever been called dan's wife 
So <laughs> well, I've got a new favorite moment on the podcast. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> you, you know what um, my least favorite is, though? What's that? It's got to be uh, the, some behind-the-scenes stuff when, like, when we had to record a whole other episode again together or when you had to record a whole other episode, <laughs> you know, you're, you had to record your half. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. my least favorite. That was terrifying and a lot of work. Yeah. I would definitely say that is my worst moment on the podcast is when we, um, I think it was the episode after sporting KC traded for Christian Namath again. So it was like yeah. probably the, the biggest piece of news since we had started the podcast it's hard um, to replicate that excitement. Right. We had recorded an entire podcast. Your audio sounded great because we record our audio separately to try to keep the quality as best as possible so it doesn't sound like one of us is on the phone. I go to, to edit the thing together and my audio sounds like I am talking through constantly crinkled up newspaper in a tin can <laughs> pretending to be a robot. Oh, like, man. It was just absolutely unusable. And I'm <laughs> bleep, like... Bleep, 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 Christian Namath. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... I I think I must have sent you like 17 texts in a row. And I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, oh my God, like we can't do it. It's not going to work. Right. Like, the whole podcast is ruined. And then we were trying to think like, do we just skip this week? And I was like, no, we can't do that. Like, And you didn't want to do it either. Like, This is the biggest news since we started the podcast. I was sleeping. And I woke up to yeah. that. I thought, like, oh, is Jimmy that's in the right. hospital? Like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Because that's not something you text 17 times about. And you basically just no. had a one-sided conversation. It was like, I you're did. freaking out, freaking out. And you're like, I think I got it. No, I didn't get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, talking myself through it all via text, not getting responses because you were already asleep. Yeah. Um, He's, like, and- staring down the barrel of a forty-five over here. It's not good. And what well, literally what we ended up doing was I re-recorded my entire half of the audio by listening to your half of the conversation and trying to recreate what I said, laughs and everything, which is very difficult. Because uh, <laughs> it'd be like, you'd be talking and you'd say some joke and I'd be like, <laughs> and like try to fake a laugh. And, and it was very odd. Um, I think it mostly worked. I don't know if anyone would have known unless we told them. But flex, flexing the actor chops there. It took a long ass time. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, I don't it's know. Kind of. I think kind of fun to look back on this stuff. Yeah, I do think you know some of my favorite moments though have have been very recently. Um interviewing some of these people but honestly what i can definitely say my most favorite moments are 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 the the times that we've gotten to meet some of our listeners in person Um, yeah dude because we we've had you know whether it's um it's been friendship bob like people are now my friends yeah bob from nebraska or 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 eric or 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 kobe or you know they're you know drew vanderplug um yeah man you know we've met we've met jeremy morgan um you know, I don't, I don't know if we've had the chance yet to meet Kyle Orenberg, and if we have, I'm sorry. I don't think we that I, I'm forgetting it, but I feel like we've met him because we've talked so much on Twitter. He's one of our original listeners. Um, it's it's been really cool to see and to get to meet some of these people. Um, people are sending us scarves. 
Like, thank you all who have done that. Like, Oh, yeah, dude. People are checking in on my wife who just had major surgery. And I'm like, look at this, man. It's podcasts create friendships. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's that's been very cool. So that's that's by far my favorite moment of the first hundred episodes um, or moments. And um, having f- Brennan on from SKC was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So and also Carter Augustine, um, of course. Carter, Mark Rogandino from LAFC. He was fun. That was our literal first interview. Uh, Tried to call him three times. Co-hosting tar- he- with Christian Polanco. That yeah, man, that was awesome. That was cool. Um, when we interviewed Mark Rogandino at that point, we weren't able to call out yet. We had to have him call us. And every time for the first three times I tried to add you to the conversation, it would drop him. And I was like, we look like the biggest jackasses ever because I'm like texting. I'm like, sorry, can you call us back? Sorry. Holy can you call shit. us back again? Like it was, it was rough, we but had we did to, it. Uh, we had to invest a little money in this thing and now we're, you know, borderline professionals. So there you go. Yeah. That's one way to put it. Um, but you know, I mean, Hey, we're, we're, we're learning and, and I think I like to think we're getting better. Um, oh, yeah. so like I did, I, I did delete the very first episode of no other pod ever from our iTunes feed because I listened to it like six months ago, seven months ago, whatever it was. It was rough. It, we, I mean, to be expected, we were, it was our first time ever doing it, but man, it you was, went back to that one. That sounds sad. It was a rough one. I mean, we had never done this we didn't know how to like cue each other that we were done talking because we're not in the same room so like normally when you're done talking to a person you just stop and they know by your body language you're done but when there is no body language it's hard to know so you kind of got to cue the other person like hey i'd like you to talk now um neither one of us were able to do that very well and and you know we've just gotten better at so many things i think so it's been really fun um but i don't know so I think we've uh, and we've become better friends, you and I. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Or at least we fake it pretty well. Yeah, we actually hate each other and never talk outside of the podcast. <laughs> so he's he's got a restraining order on me. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 turned rough, but you know we make do. We do it for the kids. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. No, um, yeah, it's it's been very cool. Um. So yeah, I mean, man, I think that's that's pretty much most of what we got for this week. I'm trying. I was trying to go back through Natasha's email and see if there was anything else that uh, that we missed because she sent us quite quite the email. Um, she did ask, "Do you really think MLS will go with a third conference?" I guess we could we could maybe end on that. I mean, I guess if they keep expanding, mm-hmm. I think that's really the only option, right? With St. Louis, like, yeah. there's no way they're going to be able to end up with two twenty team conferences. I mean, I think they should, but. Uh... I don't know. I, I I I can't say that they will or won't. I mean, it's it's tough to say. They they do a lot of bullshit. That is true. I know that first uh, firsthand. So um, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, man. Um, here's to a hundred episodes and hopefully a hundred yes. more. It's been very Cheers cool. We've seen some some ups and some downs. Our literal very first episode I think we ever did this was after winning the 2017 U.S. Open Cup. And so I guess it's fitting that our 100th episode is on the night of the 2019 U.S. Open Cup final. And Atlanta's going to win. And they are. And it sucks. And I hate everything. So happy 100 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all right, man. And here's to a big three points this weekend. I tell you that. Let's get out there. And uh, I know I'll be out there. Hell, we need to put together some kind of a... 
maybe some kind of a tailgate again sometime. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get that on the books here, and and we'll let you all know when we'll we'll meet up ahead of the game, and and yeah, For come sure. on out, say hi. So, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us through these hundred episodes. No matter how many you've been with us, we are very appreciative of, of all of you out there. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod, at Dan Kuzer or at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Um, shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, leave us a five star rating and review. So um, to all of our original listeners and our new listeners and anyone in between, thank you. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with another victory pod. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Where in the world is Johan Krause? He's coming.